Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Codswallop. Good choice. Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man. You might know me from the Tell Him Steve Day podcast and the I Sell Comics podcast. Listen, I love podcasting. I love talking, but what I really love doing is talking Codswallop. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the talking... Okay. <laughs> I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Codswallop Podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith, Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster, and you're listening to a podcast, Talking Codswallop, right here, man. Welcome to this week's Talking God's Wallop. I'm Gemma. I'm James. With us this week, we have an amazing guest, one of my favourite people in the entire world. And I'm actually saying that on a personal basis as well, because I, I have met this man a few times now. And his name is Frank. And he had four people before him. So he is Frank Five. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely think that you need to up your standards of favorite people because if I'm one of them, then then it doesn't say much for me or for you. Oh, <laughs> I think you're underrating yourself, Frank. Uh, I don't think so, but yeah. thank you. Oh, yeah, I've got to ask Frank. You know how you call Frank Five? Does it ever kind of feel like the prisoner where you want to say, "I'm a, I'm a man. I'm not just a number." <laughs> It doesn't bother me at all. It really doesn't. And in fact, uh, whenever we see somebody who, you know, like if we go down to New Jersey or something, they refer to my wife as Mrs. Five and, you know, she kind of <laughs> yeah. laughs it off too. So it's, 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 it's all in good fun. Good. Yeah. Good. Cause yeah, Mary's lovely yes. as well. It's a good number. Yeah. Five is a good number. It is. It is. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And also if there's five of you in a room, and, you know, and Frank is one of them yeah. and say it's a holiday of some form. One person could slip away quite easily without the conversation dying because there's the four other people. Yes. There. <laughs> that would that would probably be me because I'm usually the one who sl you know, slinks out of these uh, party situations anyway. Mm. Yeah, I was going to say, Frank, you, you are well known for uh, making exits from these sort of party situations. <laughs> <laughs> is sometimes the parties I throw I make the exit from. So uh yeah, I it's all true. I definitely uh you know, this is the, it's funny because this is the happiest time of the year. My wife loves to decorate. She loves to have people come over and I mm -hmm. basically just shit on it constantly until it's over. <laughs> um you know, I com I complain from the minute she puts up the first ornament to the second everybody leaves. <laughs> what is um what is your favorite or, or the best exit strategy, uh, str look at me, I, I'm able to talk. Um, <laughs> the, uh, your, your best exit, basically, you know, the, have you, have you had the one? The best exit for me would be to leave and nobody knows that you left. So, yeah. you know, you kind of, um, you know, you make your rounds, you, you, you talk to everybody, you, you remember 
something big that happened at the party so that you can talk about it later. Uh, and then you kind of just <laughs> slip away and you, and you, and you leave. One of the most awkward things for me that I absolutely hate. And my, my wife laughs at me for this is that at the end of a party, when everybody is hugging you to say goodbye, to leave. And I don't know if that happens over there. I'm sure it does happen over in the in the UK, but I, I just, yes. you know, from the moment I know that we're going to leave to the moment that happens, that just, I just, I hate that. I just hate the all these people coming up and all giving me goodbye. It's so trivial and it's so stupid, but I just, I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, in that case, I would like to apologize for hugging you in New no, York. That's not- <laughs> No, that's not, that's okay. But, you know, um, you know it, it's funny because when we go to these parties, um, what I will usually do to get out of hugging people is I will usually carry stuff. So when we're leaving the party, if there's leftovers or jackets or anything like that, I put those in my hand so that I don't have to worry about reciprocating the hug or the kiss with anybody. No, no, you know, don't get me wrong if it's uh, – you know, if Sandra Bullock wants to hug me or something like that, that's fine. But, you know, if it's my coworker and I've seen him every single day for the last 10 years, I don't need to hug you goodbye. <laughs> Just get out of my house. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. What I found interesting, Frank, is when you're saying about the thing of basically leaving a party without anybody realizing you've gone. I've left jobs where people don't even realize I've gone. Oh, really? Are you still collecting oh, yeah. checks? Uh, unfortunately, no. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm not that lucky, but I have bumped into members of staff later on there. I said, months, I'm talking months later on, going, you do know I left the company, right? And like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's great. That's flying right under the radar. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, uh, everyone thinks that James is just part of the furniture, I guess, at that mm, point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it's 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 funny because my students, whenever I, I'm teaching, I will talk to them and I, I tell them, I said, you know, basically when you're teaching, it's almost like you're on stage or it's two separate personalities. And I say to them, in my personal life, I I am not the life of the party. I am not somebody who will want to get up and talk and, mm. and and have everybody center around or anything like that. I literally am the person who will go off by himself, uh, sit on my phone or I'll watch the television or, or if there's a Xbox or something, I'll be playing that. I'm, I'm not one who really likes to engage a, a ton. And the students mm-hmm. have a hard time even believing that because of how I am, you know, in the classroom in front of them. And I said, well, it's because this is really just kind of, you know, a performance. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, because you've got to, you're obviously entertaining to a degree, but obviously you, uh, yeah, you've got to keep people enthralled and and hold their attention, haven't you? Yeah, well, and and at school it doesn't matter because whether they're um, enthralled or bored or whatever, they still have to sit there and listen to me. So it's kind (laughs) of, it's kind of (laughs) nice. And um, what do you actually teach? So I used to be an elementary school teacher and, um, 
I used to teach fifth grade for about 10 years, and then I taught sixth grade for seven years. What and age then, is, um, sorry to interrupt, what so, age is 10, uh, tenth grade, uh, fifth grade and sixth grade? Sorry, because so, we don't, we don't work in grades, so. Right, you do it differently, and then you call it university, which is really cool and all that good stuff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, so usually fifth grade, uh, they're just about 10 years old. Is, uh, okay. is what they are. Yeah. And so we go from kindergarten, which is five years old, all the way to mm-hmm. high school. And the 12th grade students are usually between 17 and 18 uh, when they graduate. So right. so okay. that's how it Thank works you. usually. Yeah. So I did that. So then uh, about four years, I left that job and started at the college. And now I'm in charge of a program uh, that will train people who want to be teachers. So like if you want to be a teacher here in New York, uh, you have a college degree and then you pass a bunch of tests and then you can go ahead and become a teacher. So um, at our at my particular school, um, if they if they come to this program that I'm in charge of, it's because they want to teach, you know, grades one through 12. So you'll have some students who will take certain classes because they're more high school oriented. And then you'll have other students who will take classes because they're more um, grammar or elementary school oriented. Um, so I'm in charge of that program. Ah, how, okay. how, long have you, how long have you been doing that? For? That's been four years. And, and it's, it's been nice because I'll say this, not to toot my own horn, but uh, Usually, it, 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 the the enrollment of the college overall is is down. Like many of the colleges in New York, it's it's down about four percent. Um, but the enrollment in the education program since I've taken over is up forty percent. Mm-hmm. So you know, it's it, it, <clears throat> I think it's been a combination of a, a lot of things. I mean, the you know the teachers that we have working are are really good, and um, you know I have a lot of. Uh, of um, uh, experience that I bring to the table as, as well. Uh, so, you know, it's, it, it's a lot of things and, and, and it's, it makes me feel good to see that there is such a, a, an interest and increase in, in our program. You know, a lot of other programs have to worry about getting cut and, and money and this and that, but, you know, it's nice to hear my bosses say, well, you know, you're, you're, are like a flagship right now, and it's progress. It's been going up every year since I've taken over. And what's the most challenging part of doing that? The most challenging part is I come from uh, a public school background, mm-hmm. so for me, I'm used to teaching younger students. Yes. And the the thing that took me the longest to get used to is if you have a student who doesn't do any homework or they don't come to class, I have to not get upset over that because mm-hmm. technically they're paying for it. So, you know, mm-hmm. if they don't want to come and they don't do the work, they'll fail it. And then they will have to take the class again, where at the public school, it was different. You know, the onus was on us, not the student. So if you had a student fail in fifth grade, I, you know, you would get called into the principal's office and you basically had to defend yourself as to why the student did not succeed. And it didn't matter what the answers were because they would always come back and say, well, you could have done this, you could have done this, you could have done this. And at the college level, they don't do that. You know, mm-hmm. the student didn't do their work. You know, I mean, I, I think one of the, 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 the biggest things that happened to me that made me realize I was someplace different was four years ago, I was teaching a course and I had the student 
who was on the basketball team. So he's on a scholarship, a scholarship for basketball. Steven. Scholarship, yep. And um, he didn't do any work. He didn't do any work and he didn't come to class. And I would email him, hey, listen, just so you know, you got four absences. At six absences, you're automatically going to fail. Emailed him, get it five absences, talked to him when he was in class, blah, blah, blah. Well, he ended up getting to six absences and I failed him. But before I failed him, I went and I spoke to my boss because it was my first year. And I said, hey, listen, I just want to give you a heads up. Student missed six classes. He failed, you know, according to the syllabus, blah, blah, blah. And he's on the basketball team. And my boss, like, cut me off. And she said to me, she goes, "Uh, is it in your syllabus that after six absences they fail? And I said, yes. And she goes, I don't need to hear anymore. That's all there is to it. He fails. And I said, just, you know, he's on a basketball. She goes, does you know, he doesn't matter. Loses a scholarship, you know, gets off the team. You know, a lot of, uh, of ramifications are going to happen for him not coming. Um, now, if this was going on in a public school, it probably would be a little bit different mm-hmm. where you have an athlete, a star athlete who is now going to fail and get kicked yeah. off the team, unfortunately. So I like that a lot about the college that, that uh, hey, listen, this is your responsibility. You need to, to do it. And I think. I think it's very fitting, especially with the program that I'm teaching, because, you know, these people are want to go on to become teachers. So Mm. if you're not going to put the work in, why should I just give you a C or a B to pass you? And then ultimately you end up in in somebody's classroom. That's not how it should work. No, you should put the time in. Definitely. Yeah. Um, Yeah. It's very similar to over here as well, because like our college, um, you know, it is, it is your own personal responsibility to attend the classes and, you know, like, and do your best, you know, do, do, you know, and if you don't turn it, it is like you said, it is a big, massive difference when you're at high school and the teacher's sort of badgering you to try and get the, uh, yeah, (laughs) like the, uh, homework back in. Whereas in college, it's like, okay, well, you didn't do it and that's an automatic fail. You know what I mean? Right. And, you know, and, and, and the thing is, my boss had also said to me, she goes, you went way above and beyond by emailing the student constantly and telling them to watch their absences. You don't even have to do that. But that's something I am so used to doing, being in the, you know, from being in the public school that I don't, I'll probably always do that, you know, just helping the student as much as I possibly can. Now I had a student, uh, this was our last day of school. So I had a student who never showed up to take the final. And she still owed me three assignments. Now, Monday was the due date. And without these items, she automatically, she's going to fail. And between you and I and and all your listeners, she should fail because there's no reason she should uh, even go on to become a teacher. But I gave her the benefit of the doubt and I emailed her. And I emailed her Monday and I said, listen, I said, you missed the last day of class. You didn't hand in your assignments. I'm going to give you a one-time courtesy bring the stuff to me Tuesday. Uh, you could bring it to me between these hours and I'll even let you take the exam. She never showed up. She didn't show up Tuesday. She didn't show up Wednesday. She didn't show up Thursday. She didn't show up Friday. And I had to give her an F and it's not that I'm giving it to her. That's what she's earning. But I, you know, you still feel bad, especially since this is the third time this person has taken this course with me. So it's not any surprise as to, you know, how I run things. 
No, but then at the other side of things, you know, like when you've got the almost the perfect student that turns up to every lesson, gets the homework or whatever assignments in on time. Right. You know, it it shouldn't they should those people should be rewarded. And, yes. you know, like in the same sense, people that don't do the work should also be not punished, but well, well, you know, treated it, the same way. It's almost like and, and this is going to I don't I hope this doesn't come across poorly but it's almost like you sound you're you're almost like a police officer Mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is when you get pulled over and you start telling the police officer the excuse as to why you are speeding they have already heard that and every other excuse a million times already yeah and it's the same thing that happens to me in, in the classroom you know you're telling me some excuse i can't tell you how many grandmothers have died or how many printers have broken or how many tires <laughs> people have and it's like it almost makes you kind of hardened when you do probably have a legitimate excuse but on the other side of the coin it makes you a little bit more um upset when you have a student who isn't putting in the effort because you might have a student who does. Like I last year I had a student who um, e- uh, called me, actually. She called my office and she emailed me. And I called her back and I asked her, I said, what's going on? And she said, I know today is our last day of, of class and I have to hand in my final. And I said, okay. She goes, well, I'm not going to be in class at 9 o'clock. Is it all right if I turn in the final later? And I said to her, well, what's the matter? She goes, my father died this morning. And oh I God. have I have to I have to go over to the apartment and make sure everything is all settled and everything. And then I have to go with my mother. She wasn't living with her parents. She goes, I have to go over yeah. with my mother and start making arrangements, you know, but I want to turn this in so I don't get points taken off. And I told her, I said, first of all, don't worry about the stupid final exam. I said, mm-hmm. you turn it into me whenever you can get it to me. That's fine. I, I said, I don't have to have my grades in until this particular date. I says, if you can just give it to me before that date, that's fine. So it was like another week. So somebody like that who her father just passed away and one of the things on her mind was my test. Mm-hmm. It yeah. makes it makes me less sympathetic when I have a student coming in saying they couldn't make it to class because they overslept. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting thing you were you were saying actually. Uh, talk about people, for example, the girl who didn't basically apply herself, bother to turn up to the to to sort of finish everything off, and she did it like three, four times. You would find it. I mean, college for us is also university. So what I found at university is you would find people who basically just didn't really didn't get it. They weren't particularly interested. They never applied themselves properly and they never actually ended up find you know, finishing the their degree. They just they were You're right. Um but what I also find interesting is you would think people are on a basically, you know, a, a course, a degree for to become a teacher where they will have more focus on what they they want to do at the end of everything. They'd actually apply themselves more because I mean I do feel that in education there is a problem where People go through the system without any real focus on what they want to do. A bit disheartening to hear that people who are on a course that gives them such a specific thing to know they want to aim and drive for don't always 
apply themselves properly to it. That seems madness to me. Well, you know, what I think part of the problem that I'm seeing, at least, is is that um, they think the job is easy. They think that it's mm-hmm. you're going to sit, you're going to play with kids, it's going to be fun. They have no idea the amount mm-hmm. of work. They have no idea the amount of training that, that goes into it. And mm-hmm. it sounds so silly because the first day of class – I will say to my students, you know, hey, listen, we got 30 people in this classroom right now. I said, I want you to look around the room and I, I'm not saying this to scare you, but I will be very surprised if half of you are here at the middle part of the semester. And sure enough, I, you know, nine times out of 10, I'm really not wrong with that. We usually will lose, you know, half of the students because they, they don't realize the amount of work that really ends up going into it. And yeah. they've, you know, they realize that that's not for them. And, and I, even though I'm in charge of the program, one of the classes that I like to teach is it's this social foundations of education. It's called, it's the first class that students take when they go into this program. And I like to tell them exactly how it's going to be and, and what they can expect. And we like to push them because then they know what they're getting into. So by the time they're at their fourth year of college, the ones that are there are the ones that want to be there. Yeah. They're the ones that are putting in all the effort and the work, not just they skim through the system, you know? Yeah. So yeah. I, it's really frustrating for me because I deal with all the first year students. You know, I have students in my class that some of them are 17 years old, don't know what they want to do. They graduated high school and they're like, well, I like kids. I'll just go into teaching. And then I also have those other students who are like maybe returning students. They've been out in the real world. They realize that this is what they want to do and they put in the full effort. I mean, I'll have a classroom where I've got some people who could probably go and get into the elementary classroom today and there wouldn't be a problem. And then I've got other ones that they shouldn't be allowed within 100 yards of a school. You know, there's no in between. They're either going to be great or these people are horrible. <laughs> well, one of the arguments here, certainly when it comes to further education, looking at universities, that there is there are too many people going in to university where the, the emphasis is that basically, you know, the, the, the kind of an argument in the past has been that university became something that is it was decided to be something that people, more and more people should go into. And the problem is more and more people go into it, probably not fully equipped to do it. Um, and then they get, they start landing to a job market where they go into jobs where jobs that originally would never have asked for any sort of degree qualifications and asking them for, for sort of like an immediacy. And you're almost creating a system that really, I, I, I'm not sure how well it worked. And this is somebody who's been through university. I think, and with us anyway, it seems almost like there's a stigma attached if you don't go to college, that yeah. that's what you're supposed yeah. to do. And I remember I was teaching um, in sixth grade, and I had a student who was a sixth grader, and he hated school. Mm-hmm. He didn't like it. He wasn't very good at it. But one thing that he really enjoyed, he used to talk about it all the time, was fixing cars with his grandfather. And we had a parent conference and I said, you know, and I was talking to the parents and I said, you know, when he gets to high school, you might want to look at him entering a BOCES type program. And a BOCES program is a trade program that we have here in New York where you go and learn a trade. So if you wanted to cut hair or become a mechanic or whatever. And I said to the father, I said, you know, he's really interested in cars. He, that's all he talks about. That's what he loves to do. I said, they have an excellent mechanics program there that he could go to while he goes to high school. And when he graduates, 
he would be a full-fledged, you know, mechanic. <laughs> and the father looked at me with disgust and said, my son is not going to any trade program. He's going to college and getting a degree. And I said to him, I said, well, Mr. You know, so-and-so, why? You know, I said, I'll tell you what. I said, I have three college degrees. My mechanic makes $75 an hour. I don't make $75 an hour and I have all those college degrees. So wouldn't it be better for him to do something that he loves and that he can make a good living at mm. rather than go into some college just because yeah. that's what the norm is? Yeah, it's so. like he's seeing him as a grease monkey, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and there's no, I mean, uh, there's no it's reason no to think like that. And I and I tell all my, even the college students, I say to them, you do not have to go to college to be successful. Right. You know, you can find jobs that, you know, for me, what is important is, and I try to, to relay this to the students, is it's your happiness. Because, you know, I'll, I'll tell you, I took a tremendous pay cut tremendous pay cut to go from what I was doing to being here at the college. Um, and the reason, I mean, the reason it was a pay cut was because I was at my other job for almost 20 years. So to come to, to start at the the college, you know, I'm low man on the totem pole. No, I, Mm. the the totem pole. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm my first, first year there. So, but the reason I took it was because I knew I would be happier teaching the college students than I was the, the younger students. And, and, and after a while, that's what matters more is the happiness, not the money. I mean, Mm. money, you never have enough money, no matter what you're doing in life, we can always Mm. use more money, but the the happiness is what's important. Yeah, absolutely. To uh, working in uh, the education field in college, how long is it before somebody gets tenure? So at the public school, Tenure used to be three years. So if you were worked three years without any problems, you would get tenured. And that all that simply meant was it was more difficult to fire you. Now in the public school, it's four years. Mm-hmm. At the college level, it's five years. Right. So next okay. so, so like this year, I went for my promotion. So I'm, 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 yeah, I'm hopeful that I'll get it. I'm sure that I will. But, uh, the, the, the promotion I'll get before I get tenure, which is kind of funny. So my title, will ch- my title will change, but I'm still not a tenured, um, professor yet. Right. <laughs> well, um, obviously, cause that's just question one. So, <laughs> oh, sorry. I, no, no, no. I, 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 thought we were, I didn't even think they were questions. All right, go ahead. No, 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 uh, Frank, I was, I was literally, I was only joking. <laughs> sorry. Cause I was thinking, I was thinking, oh, the first, oh, the first question was, uh, what do you do for a living? And then it was like, <laughs> it's now 20, it's now half an hour later. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Everything that I say is a joke. So yes, don't, well, don't take the, it serious. The, the iPad's at 88 percent so we're still good <laughs> oh that's good? all right then phew um when you were a child what did you actually want to be was this the line of work you wanted to do or is this something different absolutely not my my fir- first choice of job was i was going to be a police officer okay. my my father was a police officer for 30 some odd years and i ever since i was little that's what i've always wanted to do and um my father's the one who really pushed me not to do it. Mm-hmm. And he said, he goes, you know, um, he goes, I've been on a job. F- well, he says, he said, he, here's what he said to me. He said, 
it's fine if you want to be a police officer, but you need to have something to fall back on because to be a police officer at this time, all you needed to, to do was pass an exam. He says, what if you, you know, because I said, well, I want to go to college and I'll do criminal justice. And he said, well, that's silly because if you don't pass the police exam, you can't do anything really with that degree. So why don't you go for something else? And then, you know, you could take the exam. And if you pass the exam and you become a policeman, you, you at least have another degree to fall back on. So I did that and I went and I went for teaching and I ended up taking uh, a trooper exam is what they what they call them here. So for here. There's different types of police officers. The the troopers are the statewide police officers. I was going to say so, that's a state trooper, isn't yes, it? Yes, yes. And and you make, you know, it's very good money and it's, you know, great benefits. Everything is great. So I took it and I, I did very well on it. Uh, but at this time, I had already been teaching for two years. I had already had a teaching job. And I had to make a decision. You know, uh, I had just gotten married. I was two years into this teaching job. They finally had offered the state police exam, and I took it, and I scored very, very high uh, in it. I was in the, I was the top five percent of the state when I took the exam, and the thing that happened was nine um, eleven happened mm -hmm. just when I had taken that exam. And my father said to me, he goes, here's what's going to happen. He goes, you know, you're going to end up, they're going to ship you wherever they want to ship you in the state. And he says, everything that's going on, you're probably going to get shipped down to New York City, you know, because of 9-11. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, he goes, I was a police officer for 30 years. Just now I'm finally getting weekends and holidays off. He says, you've been a teacher for two years. You just got married. He goes, you got nights, holidays, weekends off, you know, so he, he says, I, I wouldn't do it if I were you. He goes, you got, you, he was, you, you got the better of the job is what he said. It's quite and, good that he was straight talking with you about mm -hmm. it all. Yes. Yes. And, and yeah, but I mean, I still, um, I still wish I did it. Yeah. There is that little bit of a regret. Yes, this is a nice job to have and I am making a difference and all that. But, um, you know, there's that part of me that wishes I just didn't listen to him and went ahead and and did it anyway you know, life life would be different i know could you do it as like maybe a volunteer type no not well the state police i've already passed the age limit that that's what had made the decision like so like vital because for state police at this time i think you couldn't be older than 35 i think that was the max that they would take you Oh, so okay. at that time I was approaching it and they don't give the, it's not like they give the test every year. It's every couple of years they give the test. So the next time they give the <laughs> test, I would be too old. So that's why I had to decide. And I mean, I could do like, there's local, we don't have volunteer police officers here. So oh, okay. there, it's nothing like that. So, um, you have part-time, like if you wanted to work in like a little small town or, or, or something along those lines, like where I live, it's their part-time police officers. I mean, they make minimum wage mm. is, is what they make. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not really, um, not, not kind of what I wanted to do. I didn't want to, I didn't want to, you know, just go and sit in some little small town. No, no, that's fair enough. Yeah. I think, yeah, and eat some donuts and put your feet up. And yeah, yeah, I was going to say, I'm not, I'm not being uh, judgmental about police <laughs> or anything like that. <laughs> I'm just thinking of the Simpsons. <laughs> yeah, it, yes, that's kind of the town that I live in. Is kind of like that. Yes. So yeah. basically, you didn't want to be Andy Griffith. Yes, yes, it's, it's like Andy Mayberry. Griffith. <laughs> it's just like Mayberry here, exactly. Oh, nice. <laughs> 
<laughs> Sorry, I'm I'm sat here going, "Who's Andy Griffiths?" <laughs> uh, you got to watch more Frank Five Rewind. No, yeah. <laughs> Andy Griffiths, a television show from like the early '60s about a small time police officer. Uh, ah, he's, the, okay. he's the sheriff of, the, of a town. You 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 got to check it out. Okay, it's, it's where Ron Howard started. Yes, where Ron Howard started. Okay, <laughs> all right, I'll check it out. And actually, on the topic of um, Frank Five Rewind, uh, did you? Because I actually, I know I said I was going to watch it before we did the interview, um, uh-huh. or have this recorded this podcast. Because yeah, I don't really consider this an interview as such because we're just chatting, aren't we? But. Um, oh. <laughs> I mean, you can. We can call it an interview if you like that. <laughs> we'll call whatever your, you want. I don't. Whatever floats yeah. your boat. Yeah. yeah, you can put it on your IMDb page. Okay. <laughs> Interviewed by the Talking Gods Wallet podcast. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes. Yeah, so uh, yeah, because I wasn't sure if James had seen it, so that's why I held off watching it, and I thought you could maybe tell us a bit about it. Sure. If you'd like yeah. to. Yeah, it's it's been a lot of fun so far. We've um, we what it is is it's a video cast through Tell Them Steve Dave, and you have to be a Patreon member to view it. So I think it's the ten dollar tier, ten dollar tier or higher gets to see it. And what it is is uh, we talk about old television shows and so so the part of it will be us sitting around a table we we go over the history of a television show we talk about the um you know uh, the the actors or actresses that were in the television show and then what will happen is i'll come up with my top five episodes you know episodes that made that particular television show great for example and then then there's that little part where we reenact a scene from the television <laughs> show. And that has proven to be um, the most fun. The first episode that we've done was happy days. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. uh, and, ha- and, ha- and it was, a, it was a lot of fun. And um, we reenacted uh, the scene from the later part of happy days. When Richie comes back home, he's upset. Because his parents want him to um, uh, 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 go and work for the local newspaper, but he wants to move to Hollywood and write movies. Mm-hmm. So he ends up going to a bar. He ends up getting drunk. Fonz goes to talk oh, some yeah. sense into him, and they end up getting into a fist fight. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> when you have Walt Flanagan dressed up as Fonzie and me <laughs> oh, dressed up, and me and me dressed up as Richie Cunningham, reenacting the scene from the um, from the from the bar fight. I mean, it's it's hysterical. And I mean, this, the, the, and the further episodes are, are even funnier because I was, I was less nervous, uh, filming the second one. Um, but that, that's what the episode, uh, is so in a nutshell. Oh, okay. I need to hurry up and watch it then. Oh, because, yeah. You definitely yeah. have to. You definitely yeah. have to see it. Yeah, it sounds like my idea of heaven, this, the, the idea of discussing TV shows, et cetera. But I'm trying to visualize Walt as the funds and it's not, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll take a i'll take a picture when i watch it james yes. i'll send it to you oh. yeah <laughs> yes um, so go ahead sorry no no, no you carry on no no i had nothing to say not at all no i'm joking um i was going to also say about because obviously uh the reason why 
well, the reason why we know about you is obviously because you were that crazy man who skipped out on uh, Thanksgiving dinner, yes. was it? Yeah. And was that about eight years ago? Something crazy like that? Yeah, I think it was like 2011. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, it was, yeah, so five it, it years was either, ago then. Yeah, 10 or 11 is when it was. Yeah, so it was a long time ago. I yeah. mean, we were, we were filming um, the second episode of frank five rewind and i mean it, this one was much much more extravagant than the first one i mean we were on location and there's some pyrotechnics involved and everything and walt walt comes up to me while we're standing there and he just leans over to me and goes who would have thought that just skipping out on your family's holiday yeah. would lead to you being dressed up as blank. And he said, the character, he goes in us doing this. And I'm like, man, I know I can't believe it. So no, it, no. You know, everybody <laughs> kind of thinks that it's so wild that it, it, it happened that way. No, absolutely. Cause that's, yeah, that's what I was going to say was um, that, you know, like five years ago or six years ago, for example, you would never have imagined that how far, you know how important should i say that you are to this podcast because you oh, are important. I, I don't i don't think i knew that, you were going to argue oh, with me but no you no are. no no not not at all what i i will say this what i'm very grateful for is that um i made i made i made very good friends yeah. from it you know i mean i i cannot say enough nice things about walt and brian and yeah. I mean, Mike Zapsick, uh, Ming Q, I mean, all those guys are just wonderful. They're just so, so nice. And, yeah. and, and I feel very, very lucky to, you know, to be a part of that. I mean, you know, when, when I'm sitting and when I'm standing up in front of, um, and get him too. I God, I can't forget yeah. him. I was going to ask you yeah. about get him. Oh, get him! Get him's <laughs> awesome. But you know, I, I like earlier this year, I was standing in front of my class teaching, and all of a sudden, a text comes through on my phone, and it's Mike Zapsick, and he had taken a picture of somebody who looked like Tim Conway, and <laughs> made him pose at the store <laughs> with a sign that says uh, "Fuck you, Frank Five. I'll never love you." <laughs> and you know that. That he thought um, that he that that's what popped into his head that he was able to text me and I mean I started laughing right there in the front of my classroom you know and the students wanted to know what was funny and I said you wouldn't even believe it if I if I told you mm. you know it's 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 <laughs> so I it's relationships are the things that I I really yeah. really cherish definitely but I think from an audience point of view as well you are one of the favorite guests. I Ooh, have yeah. to say. Ooh, yeah. I oh, I don't know. I don't yeah, know. Old Frank. I, I, I don't know about that, but I, I appreciate that. Anybody who <laughs> thinks that uh, of me is very nice. Well, I know I go, woo when he comes on. <laughs> <laughs> Students would probably argue with you because they'd probably say my voice would put somebody to sleep, but uh, <laughs> I'll take a woo-hoo. That's, that's you know, fine. I'll, I'll, I will also run with that, Frank, because I can pretty much immediately remember parts of the podcast you've been on where you've been on Tell Them Steve Dave, stuff that will come yeah. straight to mind. So <laughs> oh. clearly you have a very positive impact. Oh, well, thank, well, thank you. <laughs> You're just too humble, aren't you, for your English? Uh, I don't know. I'm, it's a good thing there isn't video on this because I'm sure I'm blushing. <laughs> <laughs> actually, funny you should say that. We can actually see you blushing from here. <laughs> oh, can you? <laughs> no. <laughs> then let me, let me get my clothes on. <laughs> 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 oh 
Oh dear. So, uh, yeah, and uh, James, did you want to talk about Gizm, did you say? Well, I was just curious, because with I've got to ask one thing about Gizm, and I'm not doing this in a nasty manner, but he was bet a load of money, or he was given the option, wasn't he, of getting a load of money off Quinn with regard to sort of going on to a weight loss program. Has this happened at all? Yeah, you know, I... I, I heard about that but i only heard about it through twitter mm. i uh i i i don't know if he went through any type of program or 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 anything like that get him and i have something very in common and that mm. is we both like to eat like garbage <laughs> and you know it I, I used to see some of the stuff that he posted and he you know it just it looks so delicious and i i keep telling him one of these days i want to get him up to where i live because mm. one of the things that we're known for in my area is is food and mm. interesting types of food and i know he would uh he would love it uh i know so i don't i gotta be honest with you i i don't know if somebody offered me a lot of money to lose weight would i be able to do it because if you think about it every year i go to the doctor and there's the biggest reward there is. He tells me, you need to lose weight and you need to stop doing this so you could live longer. And I still don't do it. So yeah. <laughs> would, would money change me at all if, you know, years aren't doing it? You know, extra years aren't, aren't making me eat healthy. So would extra money help make me eat healthy? So I kind of empathize with him with that. I understand, um, you know, sometimes the chicken wings are more important than the money, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. As someone who, as someone who needs to lose weight, I don't know if if I could, I don't know if I could do it because I, I think I would find it too pressuring. Please, yeah. I, you know, I, I've gotten to the point where when I go to my doctor now, he said, you know, we've almost come up with bargains and he's like, listen, I know you're going to eat a steak. That's fine. Don't eat the fat. Mm. I know that you like Nutella. Just don't dip Oreos in them anymore. You know, oh. so it, it's the little, <laughs> the little things that we're, we're, we're striving for now. Yeah. What food do you think is your out there you you're at? What food are they most famous for? Do you say? Oh, we have a couple of different delicacies, uh, especially in my area where we live. So one of them is called greens, mm-hmm. and you would think it's healthy, and it's not. It's it's like a type of spinach mm-hmm. that is mixed with oil, pepper, breadcrumbs, um, ham. Um, it, and it's, it's, it's baked and it's very, very good. I mean, Mm. it looks like grass clippings, but it's, (laughs) it's delicious. It really is. And that originated where I'm from. There's another dish called chicken riggies is what we call it. And it's rigatoni macaroni, um, with a cream type sauce with peppers, mushrooms, olives you can get, I guess, in them and, um, and cut up pieces of chicken. And wow. it's unbelievable. It's amazing. really good. And then we also have something, and this is kind of funny. We we have something called tomato pie. Okay. And it sounds gross. And it's a type of pizza, but it's a thicker pizza that's served at room temperature where the sauce is put on top of the pizza and then there's grating cheese on top of it. So it's more of a sweet type of pizza, but it's not pizza that you think of when you think of pizza. It's not cooked like that or mm. or baked like that and that's that's also um that's pretty good that, that does sound interesting yeah i give that one a shot yeah yeah i'd, so, I'd definitely give the the second option a shot the, the riggies one yeah that sounded lovely 
Oh, you, you, yeah, it's real. In fact, just talking about it now makes, makes me kind of crave it a little bit. It's <laughs> the most unhealthy thing that you could probably eat. I mean, you could hear your arteries clogging as you eat it because the, <laughs> um, the, the, the cream sauce is just so creamy, but it is, it's, it's really, really good. So, you know, and that's why, I mean, everybody in my area, we're all pale because we don't get any sunshine and we're all overweight because that's all there is to do is eat. So I'd fit in quite well then because I'm as white as a ghost. <laughs> you would. I think we get something like 40 days of sunshine a year here, you know, so <laughs> that's why I want, when I eventually retire, uh, Florida is where I would like to go. Yeah. Well, you may be offended better. I'm not looking too tan at the moment myself, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, my, my tan is the colour of a rich tea biscuit. Do you? Do you have rich tea biscuits in um uh, Frank um in America, Frank? I I I I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> I, I, I would to... imagine there it's there it's I it's probably like a cookie is what I'm thinking of, right? Oh yes, yeah, sorry. Yes, yeah. it would be um yeah, so biscuit, yeah, yes. you, you call them cookies, sorry. Yes. But basically it's like uh a very pale beige is the, yeah. is the color of my tan. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're we're a lot lighter here too, so I mean, you probably would fit in. I mean, we are we're like white as ghost, uh, especially this time of year up here. So yeah. you, you've seen the sun in passing, and that's about it, really. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> I was saying you've seen the sun in passing. Oh yeah, very very briefly, very briefly, and and the way it is now, especially with the winter, uh, it gets dark here at like four o'clock. Yeah, so you know man. when I same here, same here. When I taught at the elementary school, what was funny was I would get up because I would leave for work at like seven, and it was dark. And then on my way home, it would get dark. So yeah. it was, you know, I was like, it was like I was a vampire. Yeah, we know that feeling. You get up, you go to work, it's dark. You go home, it's dark. Yeah. yeah. So just miserable, you know, because of the weather. Yeah. Add some rain in. You're definitely in Britain. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh God. <laughs> have, you, have you had any snow, Frank? S- snow. Um, where I am right now, we do have snow. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Nothing bad. Uh, we had a couple, we had a storm about four weeks ago that dumped maybe three or four inches. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, but that's all had melted. And, and then we ended up getting, you know, uh, another dusting that we have now, but you know, it, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, we all get excited thinking that, uh, we're not going to get any snow and that the longer we don't get it, you know, the less we'll have to deal with it. We always end up getting hammered in January and February yeah. anyway. Yeah. I mean, there was one storm that we had, I think it was like two years ago. Um, I can't do the conversion, but it was something like we had, it was at least three feet of snow from this storm. So I don't know how you guys will convert we, that to the metric. We, we'll do that. We actually, yeah, I was going to say, we actually work in feet anyway. So Oh, you guys do? Okay. So, yeah. um, yeah, so there was that much snow. Like basically it closed down the, the city, uh, for days. And naturally, that was the day that my snowblower ended up breaking down. I mean, my wife and I, we were trapped in the house for three days, which before you even think about it being a good thing, it wasn't. <laughs> you, you go stir crazy I've, I've had that where i've been trapped due to snow and it's snowballed. well and you know and she started flipping out because she's like well what if god forbid there's an emergency and we have to get to the hospital or an ambulance so to try and appease her 
I said, well, let me go out and if I could at least shovel a path to the road. Hmm. I got out. I did maybe a half a foot. That's how much snow there was. And I couldn't do it. And I said to her, well, just try not to die this weekend because <laughs> nobody's getting to us and we're not getting out. There's no way I can get there. <laughs> well. That didn't calm her. I don't know what her problem yeah, was. I was going to say, did that reassure her by any no, chance? No, not at all. Not at all. Poor Mary. I hope she listens to this episode as well. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can tell Mary it's going to be snowing heavily tomorrow evening. So, well, where I am anyway, it's down for very heavy snow. And I live out in the hills. So. Well, you know, she. whenever I talk about moving to Florida, she gets very upset with me because she likes the snow. And she says, well, it's so pretty and this and that. And I said... But that's yeah. because you don't have to deal with it. Yeah. I snowblow. I yeah. shovel. I get rid of the snow on the roof. I knock the icicles off. I mean, if I just sat in the house with Coco looking out the window at somebody doing all of this, then, yeah, I would probably think the snow is pretty, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think we found a soul point there, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> Next episode with Frank Five and Mrs. Five, they get divorced. Yeah. No, I'm joking. I thank God. I hope that doesn't happen because of this show. <laughs> oh no, believe Frank, me, if it's not going to happen, Frank, yeah. if it gets really bad, I'm training counselling, so you can sit <laughs> up and talk to me. Let me tell you something. Half hour into that counselling session, you'd be drinking, and you'd be like, you know what? You, you are right. She's impossible to live with. Oh, Mary, I like you. <laughs> you know, I feel like I had to do solidarity, with, you know, the, the sisterhood sort of thing there. <laughs> yeah. Hook your wagon to her. That's right. Oh, <laughs> uh, awkward pause. Um, <laughs> I'll stick up for you, Frank. Don't you worry. <laughs> And, uh, oh, God, I had a question in my head then. And then it just, like, popped out of my head because we were all larking around. Oh, no, I know what it was going to be. Um, Because, actually, I'm going to uh, go into Florida in um in February because I'm going on the Impractical Jokers cruise. Okay. I'm going to Tampa, Florida. And I just wondered if you've got any recommendations of things to go to if you've been to Tampa. And, uh. um. Apart from Disney, because I can't afford Disney. Yeah, well, in, in Tampa is in a different part of the state than than Orlando would be. That's where Disney is. Yeah. So we we went on a cruise um, last year, and we had a stopover in in Tampa, and uh, yeah, I don't know one of the one of the places that is kind of interesting is there's a mall uh, okay. in Tampa. And the pizza place, do you remember the pizza place that we went to in New York City? Yeah, I do. Sorry, I'm giggling because it's gone instantly back to food. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I was thinking that. Food. Yeah. But I do remember. They yes. have a couple of different locations and one of them is in Tampa. Okay. So there is a Grimaldi's Pizza at the Tampa Mall in Florida. Uh, also, there's I can't think of the name of it, but there's this little area in Tampa where it's all bars and restaurants and uh, uh, clubs yeah. and stuff. And that's that's kind of nice. And there's trolleys that you can actually take uh, uh, to that location. So we, we did that because we were we stayed overnight. Uh, we stayed there actually two nights. So we went to the pizza yeah. place one night and then the other place the other night. Yeah. Okay, well, that's cool, because I was thinking maybe of going to, like, the aquarium and things as well, because I'm arriving fairly early on, I don't know, 
the first day that I arrive, and then I'm I'm there for two days before we actually set sail. So, well, you know, it's too bad I didn't know about this sooner because when we were down in Tampa, we took one of those Ubers, and um, we we didn't have that good of an experience with the with the Uber, so we ended up on the way back from the mall. We found there was somebody that had like a Lincoln Continental. They had like their own kind of Uber, okay. and. Um, the guy was really, really nice. And like, let's put it this way. It cost us $30 to get from our hotel to the mall. And that was with the Uber that the, um, and it wasn't really Uber, but you know, that was with the car service that the hotel called for us. This guy charged me $11 to go from, from the mall back to the hotel, but he was really, really nice. He was a, a, a cool guy. And I had his number up until about three weeks ago. I was going through all my contacts on my phone, deleting people that I don't call. Mm-hmm. And he was one of them. But I think, uh, I don't know, if I think of the name, I'll tell it to you. Because then at least, okay. you know, it's somebody who's safe and reasonable that can take you places. Because Tampa's a little bit spread out, so you, you need a vehicle. Okay. All right. That's good to know. Thank you. Well, hopefully, I was going to say hopefully, um, you know, like, I think I've sort of looked at where my hotel is in relation to things that I want to go to, and it doesn't seem too far away. So fingers crossed. Oh, I think it's quite. I think it's quite close to the port as well. So, yeah. Yeah, and that's and right. that's where that place where all the bars and stuff are. It's, it's at this port. Oh, perfect. <laughs> so we can get pre-drinks before we get on the cruise. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, so I think we need to also speak to um, the Impractical Jokers and and say, you know, it's time that Frank Five comes on the cruise. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Make it happen. My wife and I would love to go on one of the cruises. You know, I think it would be a lot of fun. I think there's, you know, because I know uh, Brian Johnson goes on it too. Yes, he uh, he said. uh, But the problem is, is that it's during the school year for me oh, of course and yeah. i i can't get the time off to to go i i they won't give me a week off to to go away no. so i don't think it'll no. ever i don't think it'll ever happen unless they end up going in the summer sometime it'll probably never happen for me unfortunately oh because it's usually i think it's in february right is when they usually go and then yeah. did they take another one was another one like in april or something or uh well, last remember. last year's was october uh well sorry early november and yeah this year is february as you said and um i don't know what the first year because i didn't go on that one so i think the first one was like in april because somebody had sent it to me so i I think so i'm not 100 sure one thing i do know is that each time they've gone it's been smack dab when i've been at work yeah yeah they just they need to schedule their lives around your work time don't they (laughs) Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that'll go over really well. <laughs> They're like, who? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Quinn will be there in the meeting going, um, there's this guy called Frank Five. <laughs> yeah, all the other jokers are like, what? <laughs> How are you doing for battery? Is it all right? Um, let me see. 84%, so it's good. Oh, wow. So it's not well, you know what changed. I did? I What I did was I'm sitting over by where the charger is, so I've got it plugged into the charger. Oh, otherwise, it would otherwise it would just drop, you know, and be at like 20% by now. <laughs> oh, so you stood up right now? Yes. 
That's the spirit, Frank. What did you say? That's the I, spirit. I, no, I said, are you stood up at the moment? Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, I got you. <laughs> I thought you said I used it up. I was like, oh, yeah, the batteries, are, are, the, the charger's going, yeah. What What's really making me laugh is that occasionally, a couple of times, you've really laughed at something and then gone, Sorry, what did you say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, all right, so I'm going to hear, I'm going to tell you a story and um, this will, this will totally make me look bad, but I, I, it's fine. Um, so <laughs> I have a very, very difficult time understanding accents. I, yeah. I, I, I've always been like this and the harder the accent, the, especially ones that I don't hear very often, um, the harder it is for me to understand them. So my wife, used to work at a refugee center. So she was used to all kinds of accents. So accents don't bother her. She could understand everybody. I, on the other hand, have a tendency that if I don't understand somebody, I'll usually just laugh and smile <laughs> and nod. So we would take trips and we'd go to Montreal because I only live, we only live like four hours from Montreal. So, you know, I, I'll order something and then maybe the, the, the person behind the counter with their French accent will ask me an additional question and I'll just smile and nod and Mary will hit me and say, well, you know, answer them. You know, do you want cheese on this or not? <laughs> so last summer... A friend of mine's mother passed away, and they asked us if we would come over and help them with a garage sale because they were clearing out the house to um, uh, get it ready to sell. So we went over to this house, and we helped them with their garage sale and everything, and it was like the second day into the garage sale, and we're sitting on the the sofa that we were selling outside the, the garage sale. And in the house were my friends and, you know, these other people. And the only people outside were my wife and myself. So the woman comes across the street. She was a neighbor. And she starts saying about how sorry she was that the mother had died. And Mary's explaining, you know, how we're friends of theirs and we're helping to um, uh, helping them with the sale to get the house ready. Well, the woman was um, had a very, very heavy Spanish accent. So okay. once she started speaking, I knew I was going to be useless to any of the conversation because I didn't understand anything she was saying. And so she said something to the effect of knowing the mother or going with the mother because she was the neighbor. And I smiled and I said, really? That's awesome. Good for you. That's great. <laughs> And I'm smiling and nodding as I say this. The woman <laughs> I'm laughing at, already because I know it's going to be bad. <laughs> well, the woman looked at me kind of confused and kind of a little on the disgusted side. And then she just <laughs> said, okay, you know, I'm going to go into the house now. Uh, and she leaves. So then Mary turns to me and she goes, what is the matter with you? And I said, what do you mean? She goes, She's the one who found her dead oh, in the kitchen. And she was, she was telling you that she's the one that found her. And you said that that was awesome and that was great. And then you started laughing and smiling at her. She goes, you look like a psychopath. I said, I thought she said that they were go that they used to go out together. I thought maybe they went to bingo or something together. That's why I was saying that it was awesome. So. Accents and me do not mix. <laughs> mm, that was a. Uh... If I'm laughing at something, it's probably because I didn't understand what you said. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's such that's such a funny story. <laughs> 
natural. I have to yeah. ask. I have to ask. If you were making such a faux pas, why did Mary not step in to 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 try and resolve it as it happened? I'm going to be honest with you. I think she wasn't paying attention because we were sitting on this couch. We were there like all. Um, you know, all the previous day, and then we knew we were going to be in for a long day. And I think she was just playing around on her phone and didn't realize uh, what was happening until it was happening. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a, bit like, a bit like not realizing there's a train coming till it's barreling down on you and far too close. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. My behavior was like a barreling train. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Sorry. I've just got, I've got a fit of the giggles. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, you laughed then. Did you understand what I did? Yes, I did. (laughs) I am laughing at you laughing at me. Okay, well, that's all right then. (laughs) (laughs) What kind of, like, sort of a very generic question, but I've always been interested. What kind of music do you like? So I like everything except for country music. I do not like country music. Uh, I do like um, the 50s kind of music. I like rap. I like, uh, I, I, I don't like the newer stuff that's out there now. Uh, mm. like I, I don't, like I know who Ariana Grande is, but I do not listen to any of her songs or any of, yeah. of the music or, or anything like that. Um, so, uh, they, they kind of probably, you know, stuff that like I grew up with, you know, like I like, like I like Kiss. I like Journey. I like, um, my favorite band of all time was In Excess. I loved In Excess. Um, yeah. So, and and then anything old I I like as well. Anything that I can understand the lyrics. (laughs) (laughs) Sort of like Frank Sinatra or anyone like that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my wife is more of a Guido than I am when it comes to that kind of stuff. I, I mean, I don't, I I mean, Frank Sinatra is, is, is okay, but she, Guido is a derogatory term for Italian. Yeah, I was slightly, I was slightly surprised you used that term to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I, I don't mind. I, I I don't mind saying it. (laughs) No, I suppose when you are Italian, you can say it, can't you? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit like uh, we, you know, we say certain things like I'm a country bumpkin. Uh huh. Yeah. Which basically means that I just live, live in the countryside, but you know, kind of thing. But again, it's, it's one of those terms, isn't it? Yeah. 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 But that's it probably for music. I don't, I used to listen to a lot of, um, talk radio, you know, in the car. Yeah. But, uh, you know, now it's just, everything is just so negative on the radio. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't need, I don't need to be depressed in my car too. I can, I can just live my life for that to happen. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. I don't listen to, listen or watch the news at all because I just find it so depressing and if I really need to know about something then that something will present itself in front of me yes yeah otherwise yes. I'm not interested so yeah. I agree with you on that yeah I, th- I think James you quite like watching uh, or knowing about the yeah, news don't you? I generally try and know about stuff but to be fair <laughs> I agree I mean I, I can depress myself quite easily enough and you just <laughs> and you should just add to it yeah yeah <laughs> So there you go. If I ever need to know something, I can just say, so James, what's yeah, happening what, in the what, world? <laughs> what's going on? And I... <laughs> what does this country bumpkin need to know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> As I'm chew- chewing on some straw. <laughs> straw, tobacco, <laughs> yeah. no shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> Driving my combine harvester yeah. or tractor. Yeah. <laughs> that's, and that's on a good day, isn't it, Jim? Yes, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> like a pig in shit. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, we use it. Actually, that might be something that I'm going to bring. I just thought of a game. So it's uh, bear with me one second. Don't be afraid, Frank. It's all good. No, well, the last thing mentioned was pig and shit, and now we're playing a game, so I don't don't think I should be worried. It's not food-related, is it? No, no, and it's not about poo or or poo or cows, um, or pigs, sorry. Um, Sorry, I got carried away with chatting then, and I forgot to actually type at the same time. If you you do ever want to hear about poop, we did a weird podcast on it, so... (laughs) Oh, I did about the person sprinkling it. Oh yeah, yeah. Put sprinkles on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the phantom shitter. <laughs> that was what the episode was called. Oh, the phantom pooper. Yeah, yeah. We called him the phantom shitter, though. So. <laughs> I, do, you know, I do have a poop story. Oh, go on, go on. I mean, this okay. probably would have been better with your other podcast, but uh, I remember I was in um, I was in high school, and I used to walk to school. And, uh, <laughs> so I'm in, I'm in, in, I'm in a class and all of a sudden I, I kept smelling like dog shit. Mm. Oh dear. Turns, I turned to the people next to me and I'm like, oh my God, are you, do you smell that? And they're like, yeah. We, what, oh my God. <laughs> are you still there? Yeah. yeah. yeah we're still here. Yeah. yeah the, the <laughs> iPad fell. <laughs> so it fell off the charger. So um, I said to the people next to me, I'm like, do you smell that? And they're like, yeah, it smells like shit. And I'm like, yeah, I know, it's gross. Well, I'm looking around, I'm looking around, and all of a sudden, I'm like, wait a minute, it's on the bottom of my shoe. Oh. And then I'm looking, and I'm like, it's on my pants. Oh, God. It's on my shirt. Oh, my God, it's on the back of my neck. How did this happen? Well, you can't see me right now, but I don't normally sit like flat i'll sit like on my feet or i sit on my ankles i i I always do that in fact if you watch frank five rewind there'll be times where it looks like i'm taller in some scenes and and shorter in other scenes that's because a lot of times i'm i'm sitting like on my foot well i had stepped on dog shit and then sat on my foot (laughs) for my entire body and this was second period. So I had to go through the rest of the day. I mean, I went and I tried to wash it off the best I could. But for the rest of the day, I had dog shit all over me. Yeah, that's disgusting. <laughs> truly, truly revolting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I'm, I'm really glad that my comment of pig and shit actually, you know, triggered you triggered to... Something. Uh, yeah, triggered yeah. you to talk about dog poo. I think, I'm gonna need to go, I think after hearing that, I'm going to... I'm going to have to go into a safe space. <laughs> <laughs> it could have been worse. It could have been the prom, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I also am very impressed, Frank, that you keep pimping your your rewind thing. I like it. Yeah. I like the way you're doing it. Oh, why not? Just, just That's dropping what I it said. in a case. No, I'm impressed. You're dropping yeah. it occasionally. It's, it's good. That's good marketing. But now when you see it, you're going to be like, oh, my God, yeah, he is. You know, like one minute he's, he's the same height as Brian Johnson when he's sitting, and then the second – you know, like it's two seconds later, he's shorter than he is. How is that happening? Now you know. <laughs> oh, the worst case scenario, I watch him go, hey, it's the shit guy. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I would tell you, I've been called a lot worse. Oh, <laughs> I was going to say, because uh, now it's kind of, it's almost ruined the magic and the illusion, though, of your, uh, you know, 
of the fact that you raised higher and lower. Yeah. You want me to cut that bit out? <laughs> oh, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> no, I won't cut podcast. it out. <laughs> no, I don't think there's anything that I'll be cutting out of this episode. Not much, anyway. <laughs> um, Okay, so the game that I thought of was over in the UK, <coughs> in London specifically, there's a thing called Cockney Rhyming Slang. Slang, sorry. Okay. Which basically... Uh, they say one, they say like a couple of words. So I'll give you an example in a moment. And then what they're actually meaning to say rhymes with one of the words that they're using, basically. For, <laughs> which I know is a bit complicated, but. <laughs> yeah, did Walt help you with this game? I'm not understanding it. <laughs> <laughs> so, so like, you've got, so for example, you've got apples and pears. What rhymes with pears? Hair. 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 Fair. Okay, yeah, almost. But that's that actually is stairs. Okay. Okay. Also, another one is Adam and Eve. That word is then believe. <laughs> I am... I, I, it's not... I'm going to tell you something. It's not because of your accent, but I am so fucking lost. No, 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 that's uh, fine. I can, no, I can appreciate that, Frank. Well, we could at least... Let, let, uh, I may not even get this, so give it a, <laughs> let's give it a shot though. Just see if we've got any, you know, hope in hell's chance. Okay, because yeah, James, because I'm from the south of the UK and James is from the north of the UK, so he may not know some of these either. So yeah, we'll 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 play you against each other, or you can work together if you prefer. Okay. Should we work together? Do it, whatever works for you guys. I I just have to come up with something that rhymes with yes. what you're asking me okay it's it's usually it's usually the last word that it rhymes with as yeah, well you, just to help you've got a guess to what it could mean so yeah oh. so if i was to say bread and cheese bread and cheese um uh um i don't know no um cheese uh cheese. fleas no but on the right path and it has to be something that is it goes with bread and cheese. No, no, it's something that it's like a shorthand for it. Yeah. So, oh. well, no, it's 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 they say bread and cheese, but the last word always rhymes with the word that they're actually saying. Bees. No, but that's very clear. It's sneeze. Okay. Bread okay. And cheese. <laughs> I, I, I'm surprised you didn't go into a safe space on that one, Gemma. You know, sneezing, blowing your nose. <laughs> <laughs> so is this, this is something that you guys play in the uk no no <laughs> isn't, say, isn't there, there isn't there cable over there i mean <laughs> this isn't this isn't a game as such i've just i've just called it a game okay. but i just thought i just thought it would be funny <laughs> oh it is funny it's the sheer confusion it's crazy <laughs> I'm going to do a couple more, and then if it doesn't work... I th I think you should keep it in, just because it'll show people how completely lost we are. So. <laughs> well, we're all learning as well. Exactly. So maybe, you know, maybe, Frank, when you when you go back, you know, when you go out and you have a conversation with someone, you could say, uh, Hank Marvin. Yeah, you know what? Everybody already thinks <laughs> I'm a mental patient. I don't think I'm going to be doing this <laughs> out in public. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Hank Marvin would be there? St starving? Yay! <laughs> well done. Woohoo! <laughs> oh god. <laughs> but no, you got one, so you, you're on one. the right pace. Yeah. So 
Gypsy's Kiss. Bliss? Nope. Piss? Yeah, James got one. It's interesting that I get the profanity one, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> my, my, my wife just got home and she looked at me like I was a nut job as she went from one room to the other when I was saying... Um, what did I say? Piss or no? He said starving. <laughs> starving, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, she can she can come on if she wants yeah, yeah. to. Wave hello. We say hello to her. She's waving. Hello. <laughs> she's, uh, she's getting ready because we're gonna help my we're gonna help my niece move pretty soon. She's got oh, a, okay. a she got a, an apartment, and we promised to go and help pack. Well, hope oh, it all lovely. goes well. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Somehow I don't believe you, Frank, but anyway. <laughs> oh, no. Hey, anything my niece wants. Uh, it's, ah, it's good. Good. Mary, do you want to come and say hello? Hello. Hi. Hello. That's <laughs> right. Now, does it work? Hello. 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 Hi. Okay. Hi. How are you? I'm Very good, well. thank you. How are you? Good, thank you. I told them the story about uh, Kevin's mother, how she died, and that woman <laughs> with the accent. Oh, God. Oh, that was bad. That was really bad. <laughs> He's just sitting there smiling, and I'm like, it's not funny. <laughs> yeah. Mary, Mary, you're going to have to keep him on a tight leash, obviously. I know. I, I tried, but it doesn't always work. I told them that I don't understand accents, because there were a couple times they said something, I just started laughing, and I didn't know what they were saying. <laughs> Yeah, we we we've, we've got to grips of what he's you know what he's up to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you have you have a nice day at work today? I did. It was good. Very busy, but good. Yeah, good, good. good. <laughs> yeah. So, how many jobs are you going to be giving Frank to do while he's uh, while he's off work? Well, I haven't. I don't have any yet, but I'm sure he'll have a couple. Because he would have five weeks. Six weeks? Yeah. Yeah. So there'll be there'll be some coming along. I'm not doing any of them. <laughs> you, you said, by the way, I think we should see a counselor, and, and James here is a counselor. Oh, perfect. So we, should, uh, yeah. we, should, we should book a separate session. <laughs> yeah. all, the, all the ways that you disappoint me. Oh. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll happily work on that for you both, but Mary, Frank did say that he really wanted to do some uh, shoveling of the snow. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and also, also, Mary, just quickly, because I'm sure you've probably got to get... Well, you know, you're always welcome to just stay, of course. I'm not, you know, I'm not pushing you away. Um, but I was going to say that... <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that um, if you listen to this episode, you'll hear that I'm on your side at one point as well. So don't worry. Oh, I've, thank you. That's all right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to say anything, Mary, but James ganged up on you pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. I'm pleading the fifth at this point. Very <laughs> <laughs> funny. What time do we have to go? What time is it? Some, like, a couple minutes. Yeah. We're supposed to okay. All right. Yep. Yeah. So we got a, a couple more minutes, then we have to go drive to my brother-in-law's house. Pack. Yeah, I told him for well, it. Well, that's for Okay. That's fine. Well, I was going to say if you'd li- if you'd like, what we could do now is actually wrap it up, or if you want to have one more go, at, you know, because you seem to be getting getting the idea <laughs> well, of the of the game show thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? We'll do one more. We'll do a tiebreaker because yeah. both James and I have one. Yeah. yeah, exactly. All right, let's so, Okay, I like this one. I really do like this one. Okay, so it's Tom Tit. Fit? No. Git? No. God, you sounded angry then. Oh, hold on. Frank, what did you just say? 
Is it shit? It is, yeah. Well yeah. done, Frank. <laughs> well done, Frank. Thank you. Now I, I'm triggered for my high school. <laughs> yeah. No, no problem at all. Congratu- <laughs> congratulations on winning this uh, round of the Coswallop Games. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very much. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Your trophy is in the post. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it may be a shit emoji. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. It was thank a lot you. of fun. Thank you. Before you go, Frank, did you want to sort of give out any social media to anybody who doesn't know who you are, which I'm sure that everybody probably does, but just in case. Sure. So my Tinder account is... Um... <laughs> <laughs> Big guy seventy three and my match.com name single Frank seventy three. Now she's just looking at me. All right, so um, Twitter, it's Frank number five. Everything is all spelled out: F R A N K N U M B E R F I V E. And that's really the only social media that I have. It's just, oh, I mean, I do have a Reddit that I, every once in a while I'll just make a comment about something. But other than that. Uh, that that's really it as far as social media is concerned. Okay, fantastic. Well, so we've been talking enough Codswallop tonight. So I'm Gemma. I'm James. And I'm Frank. Thank you. Yeah, I was going to say, Frank, did you want to take yourself out? But yeah, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yes, thank you very much. And uh, don't forget Frank 5 Rewind. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's Talking Codswallop. If you enjoyed this episode, why not go back and listen to the previous episodes? You can find Talking Codswallop on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Codswallop Pod. This podcast is available on Podbean, No Phony Podcast Network, iTunes, Stitcher and many other podcast mediums. Thank you for listening to our Codswallop. Every little thing is gonna be alright Don't worry about a thing Because every little thing is gonna be alright I woke up this morning Smelled at the rising sun
is my message to you Don't worry